goodness oh my goodness gracious we are back and we are better and i know that i said that last time and then i went on another break but this time i promise we are back and we are better or at least for right now i'm not gonna hold myself to anything because um i like i've mentioned many times i want this podcast to be something that i love and something that's really great and i want it to come from a really great space and if i'm not in a great space to do it then i'm not gonna do it but right now i am so um i have a lot to talk about so much so that i don't know where to start i also just don't even have that much to talk about but i just haven't been on here for so long that i don't even know where i left off i know i left off about the cabin the cabin trip that i was going to go on with amelia but um i have some other things i was going to talk about the reason why i decided that tonight's the night to bring the culprit back to life is because i had five cups of coffee today and the most recent cup of coffee i had was about 9 p.m so i am wide awake and i am ready to do this okay i've been wanting to record this episode for a little while now but i was like really really busy with work and then i would like get really sleepy after and i just wasn't in headspace like i said but now that i'm riled up on so much caffeine i'm ready so here is why you might be wondering why i had so much coffee this is what happened today okay every single day at zoo pants i don't work earlier than 10 30 ever usually it's like 2 30 or like 12 30 sometimes 10 30 and yesterday my manager was like hey can you open the opener who i don't remember if i've talked about the opener before and i think i have i think when i was talking about oh i remember i definitely talked about her okay this woman that i work with that always opens she's the one that i was saying and i don't know if i have a lot of loyal listeners that really pay attention to every single episode but she's the one that i was telling you guys about how she had some like really really insensitive political comments that um made me uncomfortable at work because and i i just i just want to get to a point in my life where I can respond maturely and have mature conversations but she has said some like really hateful things anyway she's a little bit insane and insensitive but that's besides the point the point is that she could not come in to open today so yesterday my manager asked me if i would switch with her or if i would just like take her shift and i told you i never work before 10 a.m the opening shift is at 6 30 a.m so I set my alarm for 5.15 because I usually leave 15 minutes before my shift. So I would leave at 6.15. That gives me an hour to get ready, have my cold brew in the morning, etc. When I set my alarm, I set it as a timer. But it showed up my alarm list, um, which made me think that it was fine and it wasn't going to do anything. But my timer noise sound effect notification whatever was set to like the stop playing thing i don't know if you guys know that you can do that but like you can like set a timer and instead of like an alarm sound you can change it to stop playing so it just stops playing 
whatever music or podcast or whatever you're listening to. Sometimes I do that at night, which is what I had done the night before, is I played some music and then I set the timer for like 15 minutes so that my phone will like just turn off music for me and I can fall asleep to music. It's pretty cool. If you didn't know about that, it's a good life hack. Kiana Kennedy showed that to me. Shout out, Kiana. Um, but anyway my timer sound was set to stop playing music which is not a good alarm sound because it means it doesn't make a sound so i did not wake up to my alarm thankfully my dad woke up naturally really early because he's a morning person he woke up at 6 15 came in my room at 6 15 and was like mia don't you have to be at work in 15 minutes and i literally had a heart attack i flew out of bed I got dressed, completely, like, washed my face, brushed my teeth, did everything that I usually do to get ready. I even put some jewelry on. I made myself a cold brew. I drove to work. I parked in the far uh, employee parking lot. I walked all the way from the far employee parking lot, and I clocked in at 6.30 on the nose. In 15 minutes! 15 minutes I was able to get fully ready I did not skip any steps of my my morning routine and I made a cold brew and I drove and I parked far and I walked all in the span of 15 minutes like literally my eyes opened and 15 minutes later I swiped my punch card that's insane anyway I was so excited so I had my cold brew then then I refilled it at work then I came home on my lunch break, refilled it, drank it at lunch. Then right before I left to go back to work, I refilled it, had it the second half of my day at work. And then tonight I went to dinner and at the restaurant I had a coffee, which I had never do that before. When you, I get drinks at restaurants, I always get water. If I'm feeling crazy, maybe lemonade or Diet Coke. But I was like, nope, iced coffee. So anyway, I've had five cups of coffee and now I'm riled up. So that was my fun little story. Um, let's see. Let's address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that the cold brew has been on hiatus for a little while. Um, I said this before my last episode, which was that I was going through a little funk, a little, little rough patch. Um, and like I said, I never want to record an episode when I'm in a rough patch, because then I will be giving out bad energy, bad advice, bad whatever. So I kind of pulled it together, and I was like, maybe the only way to get through this is to make an episode. So I made an episode, and I talked about how I was going to get out of my funk, um, get back in my groove, I think was my episode. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go in the cabin. It's going to be so spiritual and whatever. Great. Spiritual might not be the right word, but relaxing, healing, whatever. I went to the cabin. It was a great time. We did yoga on the dock by the river. We had lots of movie nights, lots of smoothie bowls. It was great. So when I came back from the cabin, I was still kind of in a funk. And I kind of... Meltdown's a strong word, but I kind of, like, had a bit of a problem with the cold brew in my head. little mental sitch. So, I removed everything for a little while. I don't know if any of you guys are 
loyal enough fans to notice that except for Katya. I know that Katya texted me and was like, what? You deleted the goal group? <laughs> Which that actually made me feel so good because I was like, wow, maybe people actually do care a little bit. So anyway, I put it back up because I was like, no, this is not me. I love this and I want to do this. So I'm going to put back up all of my old episodes. And then I told you today I got a little wired on some caffeine. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to actually jump back into it for now. So, what? I don't even know where to start or what I wanted to say other than some little notes that I have here. It was actually really funny. The other day, I like opened, have you seen, there's like, I don't know where I saw it. It was on like tiktok or instagram which i'm gonna talk about tiktok remind me i'm gonna come back to it but it was something and it was like oh like if you ever like go through the notes on my phone then i'm dead like like saying that there's so many personal things and whatever in it and then it, it's like i and then there's like a picture of someone's notes and it's like all dumb stuff it's i don't know it's not funny when i explain it it's funny when you see it my point being that um my notes are like funny and they're not like funny funny it's just like why did I write this for example I have a random grocery list from February um I have to-do lists from February um anyway the other day oh yeah what I was saying is that I found an old note that says cold brew why social engineering is wrong which is my note to self saying that i want to talk about why social engineering is wrong but i don't know what social engineering is (laughs) but i think it has to do with like forcing your kids to have playdates with other kids because i think my mom was telling me that that's like a life hack is to like force your kids to have playdates with like your friends kids so that you can hang out with your friends and i was like that's so messed up like you're forcing them to hang out what if they don't their vibes don't match but now i realize that was like a really stupid note (laughs) anyway i'm gonna find see i'm so disorganized this is my life right now this is part of the reason why i'm so in a funk because i cannot okay the first thing i want to talk about is completely unrelated sorry i'm like typing the things that i wanted to say before i say it so don't forget okay the first thing i want to talk about is completely unrelated to everything else i want to talk about but i want to address how scary some men are to women okay scary is like not necessarily the correct word these are very two separate scenarios but i think that sexism is way more prevalent than we might have ever thought it was because honestly i was kind of like a like an internalized what's the word like internalized sexist i guess in a way like or i don't know if that's the right word but basically in my head i completely denied any misogyny or sexism in our world like like you know how uh, i'm not gonna make that comparison anyway you know how like people will say like oh like yeah like women are oppressed yeah the sexism is such a big part of our culture and i just never saw that like i never saw that as an issue in our culture and i like 
my whole life have thought like oh there's much bigger issues like women are fine and whatever and I actually have this like one distinct memory which is like kind of funny actually and maybe like it didn't happen exactly how I remember because I was really young when this happened but I have this distinct memory of like my mom one time telling me when I was really little like hey by the way I don't know what impression you have but like one gender is not better than another and like I remember being really confused about why she would say that and I was like what and she was like yeah like I don't know if like you've seen in our cultures say that are like men are better than women but if you have seen that then like that's not true okay maybe that's not how it happened but that's how I remember it happening and like I've had that vivid memory for like years and years and years and I remember that happening when I was really little but I was like genuinely confused what she was referring to because I did not see any sexism in our culture so I thought that it was like kind of fake which is so bad to admit like it's really bad to admit but the older I get the more I see it prevalent and I think it's scary and I just wanted to say that okay I'm gonna tell you about a stupid sexist comment someone said to me today that really really pissed me off then I'm going to tell you about, like, some actual scary stuff that I want to comment on. The sexist thing was that today, I was at Zoo Pants, right? And I feel like I kind of have to overcompensate, which, like, I know it's, like, kind of deep to get into. But, like, part of it, big part of it's probably just, like, my size, my height, whatever. But then, like, part of it is I feel like there's kind of a sexist culture at Zoo Pants. And, like... I don't get me wrong, I love working there and it's great and whatever, but I feel like it's just like run by a bunch of men and whatever. And anyway, so I feel like I kind of have to overcompensate and it's like not like a serious issue, but I feel like I'm always working really, really hard just so that people see me as like a hard worker and whatever, because it'd be easy to just fall into a stereotype of like, oh, she's like a short, weak girl, whatever. Anyway, not by fault of zoo pants necessarily, but just like kind of in all parts of my life, especially when I'm working. So when I'm at zoo pants, like I feel like I work really hard and I do a lot of the dirty work and like heavy lifting and whatever. And I like kind of intentionally like take on jobs where I have to lift heavy things just to like show people that I can do that and whatever. Anyway, today I had to, there's like this cart thing that had like a broken wheel and it was like really really like i'm gonna use a membean word are you ready the word is unwieldy i think i really hoped about i said that right anyway i was pushing this really unwieldy cart it was like had a broken wheel and there was like no handle on it or anything and it was like stacked really high way taller than me with like boxes and boxes of glass bottles of drinks and like there's no handle on the cart or whatever so the only way to like push it basically was like a skateboard and the only way to push the whole thing was to like push the actual boxes of drinks if that makes sense it was super unstable and like it was very difficult to stop it like once it started going it was going and it was very difficult to turn and it was just like really hard to move now i don't know if you guys have ever been to zoo pans but like there's so many displays of wine bottles that if god forbid i crashed into that it would be like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars plus there's like displays of berries everywhere where if i crash into that that would be a mess plus there's customers everywhere so it was just a pain for me to push this 
really heavy thing and then mind you the wheel's kind of broken so it keeps curving every time i push it plus it's hard to stop plus i can't even see in front of me plus there's no handle so it's hard to like push it without knocking over the glass bottles it was such a pain and there are customers everywhere and so i was just trying to like be safest and just let the customers pass and then i'll just like try to figure out pushing the thing and I was struggling. I was obviously struggling. I kind of started to run into this, like, pole thing. But I, like, kind of stopped it. But, like, I kind of bumped it a little bit. But nothing bad happened. It was fine. And this guy was, like, standing there. And he was, like, this old man. And then I, like, kind of, like, stopped the thing. And it was, like, kind of hard to stop. And he saw me struggling. And I stopped it. And I was, like, okay, like, yeah, go ahead in front of me. Because he was, like, trying to go the same place I was trying to go. And I was, like, go ahead in front of me. And he looks at me and he goes... No, I've learned never to go in front of a woman driver. And I was like, what the hell? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I was just so irritated. And I know he was trying to make a joke, like, driving, and then, like, the fact that I was, like, kind of driving this, like, pushing this cart thing or whatever. But it was just so sexist. It was so sexist. And I took, like, a a um, class this semester called Picturing Race and Gender. And, when, and basically it was like about portrayals of race and gender in the media and whatever. And when we were focusing on gender in the media, we would like, we would focus on like a form of media and like race and gender. So we were looking at commercials and we were looking at gender. And there was like this really old commercial. I mean, it was like a car commercial and it was like a woman driving and like the car crashing. And it was like, oh, like don't trust your wife. But it was like say... Or no, I think it was like the tagline was like, even a woman can drive this car. And it was like, the car is like super safe, but it like showed a woman crashing and the car was like fine and whatever. It was ridiculous. Anyway, this man probably grew up with this commercial because he was old and I was so irritated. So moral of the story is sexism is real. My innocent five-year-old brain is just too innocent to realize. But anyway... Something on the scarier side of that is that I've noticed a lot of girls posting screenshots of Instagram accounts saying like, this is not me, this is a fake account, please report it. And it'll be like a copy of their Instagram with like an OnlyFans in the bio. And it'll be like, oh, see my dirty pictures, link below. That's so scary and so messed up. Like, I just, I don't know what to say other than that's so scary and so messed up. And, um... I feel bad comparing, I mean, I'm not comparing, I want to make it clear that I'm not comparing that to my little cart story, but the point is that every day I'm realizing that sexism is more and more real, and and that's not, the Instagram thing is not really, like, a sexism thing as much as it is, like, really terrifying for women, and more of a reason why women are always on edge, and so many of my friends always have pepper spray and I don't have pepper spray and I'm like now thinking like do I need to get pepper spray for college and whatever it's scary stuff okay I don't want to talk about this anymore it's really unsettling but I just wanted to bring that up I wanted to address that because I haven't really talked to anyone about that and I think it's really sad and scary and if you have been affected by any of that I'm very sorry that is very scary okay I'm gonna move on to there's so many things that that I want to address and like I um 
I want to like split it up into some other episodes too so that I won't have nothing to talk about in the future just kidding just kidding just kidding anyway (laughs) one of my notes on things to talk about I have this like running list of things to talk about in the podcast that I started from like a week before I started the podcast it's really old and it scrolls and scrolls and and one thing it says is pasta chips and tiktok which I think is about the tiktok trend about making pasta chips I don't know how it's made because I haven't watched a full video but I'm pretty sure it's like you air fry pasta and make it crunchy and I think my point that I wanted to say about that is that why wouldn't you just eat uncooked pasta because that itself is a pasta chip okay moving on that's all I have to say about that there's two things that I want to address and I think it's like oh I forgot about something else oh my goodness I'm writing this down there okay there's there's two three things let's say three categories that I want to address one is about getting out of a funk which a funk is like kind of a light word I mean honestly this can be depression or like a depressive episode or it even can just be a light funk or whatever but one is like how to get out of that and and when I first started thinking about this the note that I wrote down was living in the moment but I don't think I mean it sounds stupid when I say it out loud but that I really don't think that solves everything you can't just get out of a funk by living in a, in the moment like if in the moment you are just struggling to find like passion or excitement or motivation or whatever it may be you can't just like be oh yeah I'm living in the moment so I think that's terrible advice so I'm not going to tell you that, but I'm going to tell you some other ways to get out of a funk. Um, and I think part of it is like finding ways to live in the moment, but that's not just like the solution. Okay, secondly, I want to talk about like f- who you surround yourself with, the friends that you want to surround yourself with. Thirdly, I want to talk about therapy, which I always talk about all the time, but I want to talk about it again. And the therapy topic is also part of the funk situation. I'm not saying if you're in a funk, you have to go to therapy. I'm just saying that I am starting to get out of my funk because of therapy. Anyway, let's just talk a little bit about that. And then I'm going to get into probably the other two things a lot more in later episodes. Because I'm starting to let the caffeine wear off. Also, it is 1234, which means that it's 1, 2, 3, 4 time. As my mom would always say. Anyway, living in the moment slash therapy slash getting out of your funk, which I'm not fully out of my funk yet, but I'm getting there and I'm working on it. I'm working really hard on it. And this is part of it, which I know I said in the last episode, but I really mean it this time. Um, the first thing, and all three of these are like related, but okay, so I graduated from. CBT, which I already told you guys that. CBT, if you don't remember, if you didn't listen to that episode, I think that that was, like, probably the best episode I've ever done. But that was, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, and that was, like, a, I mean, it wasn't a course, it was, like, therapy, but it was, like, I guess a program in a way, um, of things that I did, I'm getting comfortable with it, things that I did to get over my anxiety, and if you don't, if you remember, it was like all of homework assignments. It was pretty much just like, I mean, the therapy format was not really like me talking about my feelings or anything like that. It wasn't like what you would expect. It was like, 
I would talk about like what I did for homework that week and then I would talk about any like struggles that I had and like if I want to address that for the new homework and then we would like assign new homework that might be related to any struggles I had that week or it could just be something new he wanted to work on and that would be it and then in the week I would work on that homework etc etc anyway I graduated from that a little while ago a few months ago and then I was not in therapy and whatever but when I started to get in my funk and whatever and it started whatever my mom was like I'm gonna put you in a different kind of therapy surprise surprise at this point I think that the cold brew is just gonna be me rating different types of therapy like <laughs> like what if I just try every type of therapy there is and then I just like tell you guys if it's worth it or not anyway I my first appointment in this type of therapy it's called art therapy and it's not creative drawing art therapy it's like art is an acronym i don't know what it stands for i'll probably find out and let you guys know later but this is art therapy my first appointment was a consultation um where i basically she was like tell me your whole life story and i literally started in preschool and landed to now um i went in the middle of my work day because i thought that i wasn't going to be working that day because i always have mondays off but I, they scheduled me that Monday. And so I told Zupan's my hey guys, like, I scheduled an appointment a long time ago and I have to go. And they're like, okay, you can just leave for the appointment. So I worked, I left work, went to this therapy. Um, I bawled my eyes out and then I wiped my tears and I went back to work, pretended like everything was fine. It was really weird actually. I think self-care is really important and I think that recognizing that you need time to breathe and take time to yourself is a form of self-care and I think I really should have just told Zupan's like, hey, I need, I can't come back today or hey, I need the day off for my appointment or hey, I need like to be out another hour or something. Like I shouldn't have been like, oh, I have an appointment, but I'll leave at the last minute and I'll come immediately back because that's what I did. That was so unnecessary. I, like, sold my soul to Zupan's, like, oh, I'll do anything for you. And that was really ridiculous. I really should have just let myself because therapy is so exhausting. It really is. Takes. I mean, I don't know if this is true for everyone, but for me, it really took an emotional toll on me and I just, like, oftentimes would just not want to do anything after therapy. But I had to go back to work. Whatever. That was kind of funny because... I really just broke down talking. I broke down. The thing that made me cry was talking about how I had no friends in fifth grade, which is kind of funny looking back at it. But anyway, because I was like really emo in fifth grade. I don't know if you guys know this about my emo phase, but I was really emo. Um, Wore all black, wore a beanie, whatever, did the whole thing. The funny part, which it's really not funny, it's really sad, is that I had no friends. And because I had no friends, I really, like, connected with music, and my, oh, oh my god, I just keep remembering new things to talk about anyway, um, I really connected with music, and my favorite artist at the time was the one and only Eminem, and, um, I just, like, learned all the Eminem lyrics, and I was, like, super, 
dark about it, but whatever. Anyway, I remembered that, and I thought that was really sad, and I just broke down. But anyway, lots of other things that I broke down about. Therapy is exhausting. So that was just the consultation. But the interesting part that I am going to rate for you is um, the art part, which is like, basically what it is, is you, and it's like, it's a, it's something that's used to treat like PTSD and like a lot of, like I think it's been used on a lot of veterans and stuff, um, and what they do is they literally hypnotize you, so my therapist, what she does is she puts her finger in front of my eyes and she waves it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth for a few I felt like minutes, but it was probably just like a minute or something. No, it was actually probably a few minutes. And I have to follow her finger with my eyes. And while she's like doing it, I'm supposed to like play images in my head of like any negative experiences or dark things that have happened in my life. And I have to like play like every single dark or negative image that's ever happened to me. Um, and we did that a couple times until I felt like kind of neutral about it and she and then after that I had to like there was like so many steps so after that she did it again where she was like hypnotizing me like waving her finger and I was like moving my eyes back and forth and back and forth um but that time I had to like envision something really positive and loving and it could be something that happened to me or it could be like a fake scenario or whatever um and so I did like fake scenario kind of it was like based on a true story but it was just like envisioning my family and like the people I love in a really beautiful place and like all of us just being together and whatever and after she hypnotized me (laughs) hypnotized is not the correct word there's definitely a correct therapy term but I say hypnotized anyway after she did that she, um, she, like, had me, like, do a lot of, like, visualizing of, like, imagining scenarios where I'm, like, burning, like, pieces of paper uh, that, like, have anything negative on it, and then, like, scenarios where I'm, like, breathing in, like, the good memories into my body and whatever. It was, like, very, like, like, strongly visual, and I don't know. Anyway, at the end of the therapy session, or I, and I was supposed to, like, also think of words that I wanted to, like, basically embody myself with, and one of them was, like, that I chose was, like, motivated and passionate or whatever, because I was, like, like, and you know, I was in my funk and whatever, and I wanted to be able to find excitement and love to do things, and I, like, envisioned and was, like, she waved her finger and whatever and I envisioned like myself becoming that and then like at the end of the session I was like totally fine and like I and it sounds like stupid but like honestly when I came home I was like felt excited like kind of normal and I felt like excited about things again and I felt like I wanted to like I felt like oh I like want to do the cold brew again but like no pressure I'm just gonna find a time that I want to but I do want to and that's when I like re-uploaded all my old episodes and whatever and and um it was just really great and now like 
uh, the whole point of it is like if you think of anything negative you don't have a negative emotional attachment to it you have like a positive one because you replaced it with a positive image and because i have like a positive image of my family i like on the beach in santa monica my favorite place with the sunset whatnot like i have that image like kind of subconsciously tied to anything dark then like anytime i have any of like the dark memory or or whatever association thought whatever my emotions are like either neutral or positive just because it's like now connected to something good if that makes sense i don't know that's like the theory behind it and i don't know if like that is actually happening in my brain but regardless i think it worked really well so that's like another interesting form of therapy that i've tried that i think has been pretty successful um so yeah that was that was really great i think another thing that kind of played into me starting to feel a little bit better is deleting tiktok and trying to live more in the moment um and then also distancing myself from toxicity um so those are like kind of the other two topics i've mentioned before that like my inspiration for starting a podcast was emma chamberlain's podcast which i don't want to be like oh my god i'm such a youtuber i love emma chamberlain but like like i didn't watch her youtube videos or anything at all i never followed her but i started listening to her podcast when i was doing freight at Zupans and um coincidentally like honestly this was a coincidence i deleted tiktok in let's see it was early april and then she just recently like a few weeks ago released an episode about her deleting tiktok and how it's affected her life and i just listened to it and i like really resonate with everything she said about like the experience of deleting it and i don't think that um this is 100% true for everyone because for most people it's not a problem but for me tiktok my my feed was like sending me really negative tiktoks and messages and a lot of it had to do with like eating disorder related stuff which is really weird and i don't know some of you guys know this but it was like my tiktok for you page was all like encouraging eating disorders which was like really toxic for me and then I deleted the app, and then I re-downloaded it one day, and I deleted my account, but I, like, got a new account, hoping my For You page would, like, kind of reset, but then, like, immediately I started getting eating disorder TikToks again, and so then I deleted it again, and I just have no desire to have it back, but I really recommend you listen to Emma Chamberlain's podcast about it, because she, like, really goes into it, and maybe I'll go into it more in another episode, but, um, her podcast is called Anything Goes, and I think the episode title is like widely a TikTok or something. It's one of the most recent ones. But aside from like the whole eating disorder for you page, um, I have found it like just helped my mental health overall a lot more. And it's like kind of helped me start to live in the moment a little bit more because I don't feel like I have a crazy obsession with other forms of social media, whereas like TikTok was like definitely an addiction that I couldn't stay away from and it was like especially a negative addiction because not only did it keep me away from like more real things in life but it also was sending me negative messages um again I will get more into that later so that's like a little sneak peek into something else I'm going to talk about another thing I want to talk about is 
the people that you surround yourself with. Um, let's see. I'm trying to like see what time we're at. It's been about over half an hour. So I'm not going to get into this a lot, but a little sneak peek is that I have come to the realization that um, through, and I think this is true for a lot of people, but through all of middle school, pretty much, and like, I would say all of high school, or at least a big majority chunk of high school, a lot of times, which I don't want to say this like a social climber or whatever, but a lot of times I was friends with people because I thought that other people liked that person. And it's not like, oh, I was trying to be popular or I was like trying to like have a high rank socially or whatever, or like I was trying to social climb. But I think I really struggled to have like an original opinion on someone, if that makes sense. So like, I would, I would like surround myself with people that I thought were well respected and cool. And honestly, like a lot of those people were well respected and cool for like good reasons and whatever and I'm still friends with them like anyone I'm still friends with I think fits in that category for sure but like I wish that back then I I recognized that as an original thought like I really like this person because I really like this person and I think they're really cool and they're solid not because I recognize other people think that and the reason I'm saying that is because I've realized that there are some people and I promise it's none of you guys for sure none of you guys but like I've realized there's some people that I've always thought deep in my heart that they weren't like great people like a lot of them their their humor is just really mean like their sense of humor is to like make fun of people or whatever but I always thought that those people were seen as like really funny people and um they're really well liked for being funny and so I just kind of like accept that and then surround myself with those people um and I never really accepted my original internal thought which was that their humor is not nice like it's just genuinely not a positive energy to surround yourself with um so yeah I think it's really important to surround yourself with people that give you positive energy or like fulfill the I guess requirements, I mean requirements is like a rigid word, but I guess just like qualities in a friend that you would want. And like maybe some people, like, I mean for sure there are people out there who someone's sense of humor is not a deal breaker for them, but like for me, if it's just constant negativity or like mean jokes or whatever, then like in my opinion it's not really funny and I just don't want to be that around that um and that's like my original thought and like the qualities I want to surround myself with so I'm like coming to that conclusion and realizing that I want to surround myself with people who are more positive and loving who and I think I'm doing a great job with that or at least I'm I'm working on it I think all of my solid people in my life are great positive energies Um, But I definitely want to talk about more of that later in an episode. And I want to talk about... I'm going to tell you guys about how I reconnected with my friend. I had a friend that I recently reconnected with over, like, after probably... Let's see... Seven years? It was really nice, though. And she... She had a very positive energy. And I realized, which... 
I mean, again, I'll talk more about later, but I realized, like, in the past, I would not have met up with someone that I hadn't really seen in seven years because, again, anxiety and whatever, I would be really scared and I would just cancel plans and whatever. Like, I talked a lot about my CBT podcast, but now that I've graduated CBT and I am an expert at managing social anxiety... (laughs) I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a chance on this, and I took a chance on it, and it was really great, and she had a really positive, refreshing energy to be around, um, and yeah, I, I mean, that also helped me come to the realization that, like, I would rather hang out with someone that I haven't seen in seven years, but that I know has a positive energy than someone who I'm more comfortable with, but I think has an energy that does not match mine, or energy that's like kind of negative whatnot um and i think that's a really important conclusion to come to because that's definitely not where i was weeks months years ago like before i would have just been so anxious about meeting a new person that i would rather just be around people that i did not love but that i was more comfortable with that's a great life lesson if you get anything out of this podcast i hope you realize that Okay, the third thing that I was going to tell you guys is my angel story, and you might think I'm crazy. I kind of, I was going to make a podcast about this when it happened, and then um, I kind of had second thoughts because I was like, what if everyone thinks I'm crazy? And then I started to think myself that I was crazy, but I will get back to that. I I will tell it because, you know, even, even if I'm crazy or whatnot, it's a good story. And when I'm 50 years old and I'm listening to these old podcasts, reminiscing on my youth, um, then I guess I will be glad that I was reminded of the story. So to just summarize the three things that I'm going to get to in the future and I'm going to hold myself to so that I'll keep making podcasts because I love cold brew is one talking more about my deleting of tiktok i'm gonna sneeze (laughs) excuse me anyway my deleting of tiktok and just like how to live in the moment number two um becoming let's see surrounding yourself with people that give you great energy distancing yourself from toxicity gossip negativity okay number three the angel story i will not forget i think everyone that listens to my podcast already knows the angel story but i'll tell it just from my archives i also was gonna say that on monday two very big things are happening number one i uh am going back to art therapy I'll let you guys know what happens. Number two, I will be getting my housing assignment, which means that I will find out who my other two roommates are. Not my friend Kira, who lives in Hawaii. I don't know if I've talked about her. I definitely have talked about her. Um, And I will find out which room I'm in. And then we can chat about what things to get for college. Very exciting. Alright friends, that's all I got for you today. I will check back in very soon because I got lots of things to tell you. 
I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.